0: This is New York, the Big Apple. Once upon a time, it was a nice place to live. It it is no longer. The street is Park Avenue in the Upper 70s. When Kitty Pride was a child, it was one of the swankiest neighborhoods in the city, if not the world. Now it is a slum, abandoned, derelict, dying, much like the city, the country, the planet around it. Welcome to the 21st century.
1: This is from the Uncanny X-Men issue number 141, published back on January 1st, 1981. Written by the one and only Chris Claremont. Artwork by the great John Byrne. And you are listening to Heroes Homebase Podcast, Episode 40.
0: Hey guys, this is Mark. This
1: is Rob. Hey, this is Rich. Welcome to episode 40. Mark, I thought you froze with the water
0: in your mouth. I'm like, man, he's taking a really long drink. <laughs> no.
1: So what's been going on, boys?
0: Well, we are done with WandaVision. Friday was the last episode.
1: Done with WandaVision. Rob, how's your uh, trek through the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
0: Well, I made it
1: so that I could actually finish WandaVision, finished on Saturday. So, watched it Saturday morning and was able to catch up on that. Finished all of the, um, I guess, MCU last weekend. I actually thoroughly enjoyed Doctor Strange. Didn't know I was going to like that as much as I did. I think I knew enough about how Avengers ended that I kind of knew it was going down. So, I guess I wasn't too surprised. I mean, it was two years <laughs> spoiler alert two years later so i guess the one thing i i, I need to go back is uh was it spider-man what's the, mark what's the spider-man movie where him and uh, iron man are in it together spider-man um homecoming i was gonna say is it homecoming i i need to watch that because i I have a feeling that provides a lot more context around Parker and uh, Tony Stark's relationship. Yes. So obviously it kicks off and um, I'm assuming that civil war. um, Yes. Yeah. Which I think I saw at your house first, Mark, but yeah, I'm glad I stopped. Um, I guess I can tell everybody it was, I think episode three, of wandavision where where she kicked monica out but she had the flash of vision with a mind stone removed and she started you know asking all those questions about like how did you know about ultron and i'm like um i i need to i need to catch up because i was like and i texted you mark like so do i need to finish the mcu you're like yes i'm like okay well so i pushed pause and then caught up and then jumped right back in so Well, I guess we could start this episode by, uh, I guess, wrapping up WandaVision. Mark, you want to start? I
0: thought it was good. Um, I made sure not to read anything the day of, you know, because I watched it Friday when I came home. But I thought it was great. Uh, The last episode, you, Rob, you watched the last episode, right? Yeah. Okay, so it was so awesome to see her in her full Scarlet Witch costume. So before that, it was cool to see, to hear her say, Scarlet Witch, because we we've, we've only known her as Wanda Maximoff. Right. Um, I was disappointed that Quicksilver was just Ralph. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't um, Quicksilver the way we thought there might be a crossover. Um, I would have liked to have seen Monica. Well, I guess she wasn't completely aware of it yet, but it was cool to kind of see her start to use her powers. I guess as the next time we'll see her, which will be in Captain Marvel two, maybe by then she will have explored her full range of powers, but. It was great. To, I love Tiana Paris. She was an excellent Monica Rambeau. Um, I was cool to see the white vision, which I ended up bringing my West Coast Avengers, the vision quest series that I had. I ended up bringing those to work so I could show people where they got that idea from. Well, you know, I, they actually took that from a panel showing her standing up above looking at his disassembled body. So they actually got that from the panel. Um, I, um, just thought it was great all around. It was cool to see white vision, which he escaped. So mm-hmm. I think we'll see him again. Yeah. Um, it, was well, didn't he, it was a tearjerker. It was a tearjerker at the end, you know, to see her family disappear like that, you know, it was so genuine and, and I'm glad that Monica kind of made that connection. She said, you know, if I had your power and that opportunity, I probably would do the same thing. You know, she would have brought her mother back. Yep. So, because yep. who wouldn't, you know?
1: Well, and maybe I'm, I'm drawing too much into it or I'm just stating the obvious. I thought it was pretty clear that Vision reprogrammed White Vision. So that's him, right? So like as soon as she closes the, the world down and he dies, he's already in that form. Yeah, he basically downloaded his memories to white vision and basically saying we're all we're both vision with that uh, comparison or whatever book or story they were, were they were talking about where he said he needed more vision information. Quest. Yeah. Well, no, like where white vision was saying, I request more information on what you're talking about. And then they come to the conclusion that they're, you know, they can be both the same. Obviously, he downloads his memory to him. So At least that's what I got from it. Is that what you take away from that, Mark? I
0: I think that he did download. I think he did reprogram him. I don't know if he completely downloaded because he left. So I don't know if that you know he may have his memories. Maybe that'll come back. But I mean, he left, so it's like I don't. I didn't completely buy into him download him downloading himself into completely into White Vision because he left and didn't like stick around or whatever. So.
1: I wonder if it was like he left because he he was linked with Vision and knew he needed to f- see out, you know, this with her as the Vision that was going to die after she yeah. closed the town down. So I think maybe he's like watching from afar and taking in everything that Vision is experiencing, but knowing she thinks he's a threat which he was the last time she saw him. So then once obviously she shows she shuts the town down, you know, he can maybe reemerge as. I um, really enjoyed the Agatha Harkness storyline. I like that uh, she's still there and I feel like she's gonna use her in the future for like guidance or help. Would you <laughs> take that?
0: Um I think because in the comics that's really her role. Yeah. Is she guided Wanda. She you know, she she really helped Wanda um fulfill some of her
1: Do you feel like the way the direction they went with that character was a little off or do you Yeah, like because they, they left
0: it? her as a nosy neighbor and it's almost like they're leaning towards Doctor Strange to teach her how to use her power. Okay where before it was kind of like both Dr. Strange and Agatha, but it was primarily Agatha. Dr. Strange did help her also, but it was primarily primarily Agatha that helped her. But I like that they dug deep because nobody was thinking about Agatha Harkness. And when well, do, we you think think did, do you think that they did? Do you think
1: they made her too villainous to a her original character? Yeah. Well, I was a little thrown off because I was I was kind of taking your lead, Mark, when you said that she taught her. I'm like, well, this is
0: going a little adversarial here. I mean, she did make the comment, you know, you'll need me. Yeah. You know, so I mean, who knows? But I think that they're leaning towards her uh, leaning on Doctor Strange, which the end credit scene was pretty cool.
1: Um, With the cabin, that was totally what Strange did. <laughs> like yeah,
0: his astral form.
1: Physical body is doing something, but my actual body is busy studying and taking. Which that's in not really
0: Scarlet Witch's thing, you know? But whatever. <laughs> whatever.
1: All right. I've got some criticism to this final episode. I hate to bring it down. The CGI was complete trash. (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. Like when Vision and White Vision are fighting the flying in the clouds. And I'm like, this looks like a straight up PC animated video game from like 98. Like I thought it was a little trashy. I hate to pick on it because I loved the show, but... yeah, I, I wasn't feeling the CGI. Like I thought it was a little uh a little rushed, not up to snuff for the MCU. That's just my one little criticism of the final episode. I thought it was like real motion motion captured, like really fast. I don't know. I was not feeling it. Like, okay. So that's my one criticism. Some I mean, some of the fighting reminded me of um like True Vision, like some of the fight scenes in Independence Day. They like didn't match yes. like the speed, didn't match the flow of the film. Um, But overall, I don't know, dude. I, it almost felt like a cutscene from a video game. Like that's what the, the animation felt like to me. And it didn't seem like, I can see your point when it comes to vision versus wide vision, but I thought Wanda and like her fight scene, I think was pretty legit. I liked her. I liked the smoke power. I've, I like how, you know, the power was being absorbed and reflected and that's some of the, I think some of the CGI was fine. I, yeah, uh, the majority of my complaint is just when Vision and White Vision were going at it in the clouds and flying around super quick. I'm like, this, this doesn't, this looks kind of like a video like a Genesis cutscene. Yeah, man, it would, it didn't seem like it should have been. I, it was pretty amateur to me. That's just my only complaint, and that's all. I don't like
0: that. I don't like that they make her fly. Scarlet Witch doesn't fly. Wanda doesn't fly. Like that whole flying thing. That was I don't like that.
1: <laughs> I'm just other? too true.
0: I'm too much of a traditionalist. I'm
1: a purist too, man. That's why you know, it, it bothers me when certain things don't line up. So I, I but, can I can respect that. What you're but saying. I liked
0: her costume. I like I like that we got to see I her did. in her full garb, you know, Scarlet Witch, and she's hopefully they'll continue to refer to her as that. Um, I just can't, you know, I like the end credit scene with Monica and the in the scroll. At the end, you know, that was cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So Yeah. I like that her costume was it It was like a a strong progression from how they introduced her in the movies. Like, you know, yeah. she had like that that um, maroon red right. leather outfit. Like you knew who she was, but I just thought it kind of took it to like a natural progression of let's combine what she's looked like into the more traditional Scarlet Witch outfit, which right. I thought was I thought it was perfect, actually. So. I
0: just, I got goosebumps, because I could, I had no idea, you know, and, and since Monica has been, since we now see her in live action, I've been reading her um, run, the John Bushima era of the Avengers, where she becomes leader, and the artwork is just great, and just to see her in live action, I never in a million years thought that they would make her, or we would see Agatha Harkness on screen, yeah. we would, you know what I mean, or we would see scrolls on screen, and see the Scarlet Witch in her full garb and see the Vision look the way he didn't see and and see White Vision. They took like obscure characters like White Vision that happened in 1989, the Vision Quest, you know what I mean? And then he was White Vision for a long time. And then he went back to his green and yellow outfit in the early 90s. But that they took like up some obscure and I have the cover right here, you know, and they took it. It's just like, man, I just, I, they're just doing a great job. And this is on a small screen, 22 minutes, you know, this is t- television, not in the movie, you know? So this is great.
1: Let me ask you this, Mark, because when I was reading Avengers, I felt like Scarlet Witch was a, a focal point of the group. Do you wish we would have gotten this before all the Avenger movies wrapped? Like, do you wish that yeah. Scarlet Witch was Scarlet Witch in the cinematic universe and yeah. we weren't waiting for Disney plus? I don't know, man. I feel like the black widow character in the movies should have been Scarlet Witch to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause, Cause I feel told- she's
1: such a foundational character to that unit more so than black widow is
0: black widow served a long stint in the avengers she was actually leader of the avengers in the early 90s she was a leader for a long time and she served a long stint but scarlet witch she served a longer tenure than than Mm -hmm. much longer tenure than um black widow and she was much more of a staple yeah member than black widow and i just wish i would have loved to see her in her full scarlet witch garb as an avenger you know i don't know if we'll ever see monica as a full avenger you know and so Maybe there'll be more Avenger movies down the line, but I think there'll be some, some time. But because there are times when, like for example, the time when Monica was leader, Captain America, Iron Man and Thor were not a part of the team. Okay. So you can have the Avengers without those, with the three majors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, I think
1: a lot of a lot of comic book groups over the years have had massive fallouts with the main members not being a part of it and it just makes for good storytelling and how you're going to have other people step up from the B team, the C team, or gonna... right.
0: And that's how it was. That's exactly how it on. was. The B team and the C team stepped up when you know Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America were not there. So that was exactly it. That's a good B team. The B and the C teams definitely stepped in those members. So well, I mean, I think that they should do another Avengers movie.
1: Well, when the, when the, when the A team leaves, that's a vacuum that has to be filled. So Yep. What a what a good opportunity. Something that I'm I've just been reflecting on, obviously, finishing the movies last week and then watching WandaVision rap. I was underwhelmed with Vision's contribution in the last two films. Like I get that he was stabbed in the back unexpectedly, but like he was like hobbling along for the end of those two movies and it was like he didn't do much and i think he was set up to be such a strong character at the end of age of ultron that i just think i was very underwhelmed at how they used vision in the in the last two movies does that make sense mark
0: yeah i mean he's also a strong staple character you know he really he served a long time with the avengers and i just he i think he was underused as well
1: well like I almost wonder kind of what Rich was saying about about Black Widow. Maybe her role should have been more
0: Scarlet Witch. I'm wondering, you know, if... Um... They should have did, they should have done more Avengers movies because they went straight to, it's like, Ultron, Age of Ultron. Okay, Avengers, Age of Ultron. But then they went to Infinity War. That's a huge thing, you know? Like, we needed to see these characters be used more before we went to these big-ass Infinity Wars and then Endgame. It's like, and that's it. You know, it's like, man...
1: Well, and I almost think that the Captain America movies were Avenger movies. Like...
0: Well, <laughs> Silver War was. And it was like a Avengers 2.0 kind of and You know what I mean? It was a
1: team-up, yeah.
0: It team was up a team-up. Up, but I just... You know, Age of All, Avengers have so many villains that, you know, we could have...
1: Instead of going right to the big bad and wrapping <laughs> right. it. I guess I remember what I was going to say. So I wonder if, like, Vision's character could have been more like what they use Doctor Strange for, like that pivotal, not saying that Doctor Strange couldn't be in the movie. I just wonder, like, he was clearly a a dominating force in the last, I guess, movie and a half or half of the Infinity War, and then obviously a big part of Endgame, and he could still have that. I just felt like Vision was absent, you know, like he was there. Obviously, he wasn't in the last one for obvious reasons that you kind of find out his next step in the series, but I just think he was underutilized in the, in infinity war after being set up as such a monumental character.
0: But he's such a strong character too. I mean, he's a very powerful character. He really is. You know, he's a powerful character and
1: I don't know, dude. It's like, I know that we couldn't get Wandavision before the other MCU movies, obviously because of the context of that surrounded the whole beginning of this. But it just would have been cooler to have them like we could have done an Agatha Harkness and uh, Wanda and Vision like in between some of these movies so that then they could be like like Rob saying bigger staples, a part of the team and would have brought more, in my opinion, because I really like both the characters a lot. And I'm not I'm not shitting on the show because I think the show was great. I loved it, and uh, I I highly recommend it. I'm just saying like it would have been nice to tie these things in beforehand rather than now years after the fact. But
0: all in all, it was a good series. Up next we've got Cap- uh, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier that comes out on the 19th, and then or is it the, I think it's the 19th, and then the day after that we get the Snyder Cut. So March is it's March Madness right now. And well we Snyder also- Cut
1: Snyder Cut 18th and then Falcon Winter Soldier 19th. Nice. So Snyder's coming out on Thursday, and then that one will come out on Friday. Well, Mark, I know you were uh doing some comic book tours. I know that uh you were interested in an FF book. Why don't you give a little insight into that and why that was kind of prevalent to the conversation that we were we were just having?
0: So I was looking for Uh, fantastic four number 94 um it was the very first appearance of agatha harkness yep and i called zach comics out in wayne new jersey and they sold out (laughs) they that that episode the weekend that that episode of the first appearance of agatha harkness when she came you know when she she named when she mentioned who she was on the show that episode that weekend they completely they had a few copies they completely sold out then I went to Midtown comics in, in Astoria, and they didn't have it.
1: What's the going rate now of this book?
0: <laughs> well, when I was talking, they when they when I went to Midtown Comics in Astoria, I ended up buying a few things, but they said that um, they were online. It was like 30 bucks, but now it's like a two three hundred dollar book. Jeez. Uh, I'm gonna find it. I'll find it somehow.
1: And that was just what were the Fantastic Four run into her and they need a babysitter for Franklin.
0: They needed a babysitter <laughs> for Franklin. They needed somebody who could take care of her. And it, it was the return of the Frightful Four in that, epi- in that, in that episode. Mm. And they captured the Fantastic Four and Agatha Harkness, I believe, ends up saving them or something. Yeah. I think Jack Kirby was still drawing it then, you know? So wow. you get that original Kirby artwork and... It's a very colorful book and I, I'm interested in reading it, but that's her very first appearance. Wow. She's been like a grandmother because she watched Franklin, she watched Wanda's kids. That's so. why
1: I'm just like kinda kinda scratching my head as to how how much of a villain she was in this show. Like uh, maybe she was just corrupted by her her power and wanted some of it, but I just I don't know, man. I, I didn't I don't i think they went a little too far i guess is what i'm yeah. trying to say i don't know
0: but i was uh i ended up picking up some issues i love midtown comics and a story i can't wait to take you guys there ah oh, I, I i every time i go there i always tell you what a great time it was a, what a great story it is and i ended up picking up some issues of um the avengers where more issues of monica's run in the avengers in this particular issues is where is where she lost her powers And she had to resign from the Avengers because she lost her powers. And so I ended up getting those issues. So I'm glad that I did.
1: Nice. All right, Mark, what other comic shop retail news do you have for
0: us? Oh, so Jay and Silent Bob, they moved their secret stash from 35 Broad Street to 65 Broad Street. And they were having a grand opening. And as soon as I saw it on Instagram, I went on my break at work. And Saturday and Sundays were both sold out from 10 to 5. Sold out, and there's a waiting list, but I just didn't put myself on it because I'm um, just it's at a, it's said any time it didn't give me a specific time, and I just don't know when I would be ready. You know, it takes me almost two hours to get down there, hour and a half. So, so Mark,
1: they make you gumbo. He couldn't get you some tickets. <laughs> well, I didn't ask. Well, here's my question: Are they are they doing just curbside now, or are they open open?
0: I think they're open open, but it's only ten people allowed in the store at the time
1: okay Shit. so is like i mean is the comic book men crew going to be there and kevin going to be there like kevin
0: you know... J, you get a picture with them you get a signed lithogram you get a t-shirt and you get something else it's like four things and it's total total to buy tickets was 65 but five is a five dollar processing fee so it would have been seventy dollars
1: well that's not too bad at least you're getting something i almost forgot uh going back to snyder cut I also heard uh, they're going to release on the same day as Snyder Cut. They're going to do like a total 4K rejuvenated uh, BVS version. Um, I read an article the other day, but I'm not going (laughs) to I'm not going to wait to watch that again, just to watch some enhancements to the film, just to prolong the Justice League. But do we have a release time? (laughs) I don't know. Because I remember like Wonder Woman 84 was at noon on Christmas. So I was like, is this something that's coming out at midnight? Is this something that's coming out at like... I don't know if you guys been, have you been watching the little teaser character trailers this week? Yeah, I'm, again, I, I think I said it on our last... I'm just kind of over the preview bullshit. It's like I'm just ready to watch this stuff. Like I'm being teased about a movie that <laughs> I should have saw two, three years ago now. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, this is episode 40, so I figure 41 will be Snyder Cut review. And I've talked, obviously, Dr. Doug will probably be on to give us his thoughts and then. Um I've had a couple of our previous guests also want to do like a watch party. I know Patterson and Herb, subject line Herb, are interested. So maybe we'll just have, uh, maybe we'll do a couple episodes just breaking down the first half of the film and then the second episode be like the the end since it's such a long movie and get our thoughts from our past guests and get involved in it. Just kind of like a big review. What do you guys think? I like it. And be sure to write in to us. Give us a post on Facebook or email us and uh give us your thoughts and we can go over it on the on the podcast as well. It'd be nice to tie that stuff in. So Mark, real quick, now that I've you know tipped my toe in the MCU here, even though I loved uh Iron Man, but somebody asked me the other day to like Wow, it was dr doug he's like you didn't see any of these movies i was like i was going back and doing the math like all of these came out when i was in grad school so it's like i just didn't really didn't even take the time to watch them either but what would you say are your top three? Oh, that's hard i know
0: probably it's
1: a good question though this is a uh
0: comic club
1: comic club question on a friday night you know what i'm saying
0: captain america winter, captain america winter soldier uh Iron Man 2 and probably Captain America Civil War. Really?
1: Yeah. Are we in agreement that Iron Man 3 was garbage? Yes. Okay. (laughs) My pick is Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1 is definitely up there. Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume
0: 2. You like those? I do. I like those. I just have a month of noise when I'm taking that just. (laughs) (laughs) That's almost like an insult. (laughs) Mark
1: (laughs) Mark always has something on for, what was it you said on the last episode? Oh, uh, DC Legends of whatever I just have that when I need to fall asleep.
0: Yeah, when I'm vacuuming or wiping, washing my washing my floors or something I just have it on just so something is going on because I don't really
1: Rob. Oh, no, I've had to give it I've had to give it some thought. I mean, Iron Man 1 is definitely in the top cuz so I think that was the one that that, you know, launched it all. Um I actually did I did really enjoy Winter Soldier. Like I remember when I rapped on that one, I was like, "Man, Mark was right. This is a good one." Um, but I, I actually found Black Panther to be worth the hype. Like that was a fantastic movie. But I you really, really like, I really like the Thor you? movies. I really like the Thor movies. Thor Ragnarok was like just tongue in cheek the whole time. Like, <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. You can't pick. You started this conversation. I mean, I did. I didn't really have an answer prepared though. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you're right mark it is a hard call i did like um i did like Endgame. i mean i did like how at least those two movies brought together all of those like i loved how it i loved thor and freaking um God, why can't i think of his name guardians of the galaxy star lord yeah they're like they're banter we know who's in charge ha. <laughs> yeah we do and he's like mm-hmm <laughs> like are you talking deeper no i'm not talking deeper. i'm just like oh my god <laughs> i don't know i'll probably throw endgame in there all right so we'll go with iron man winter soldier and endgame nice
0: well we've got some news coming up this stuff this is interesting news they really uh, kudos to to dc with this one um angel manuel is to direct the blue beetle movie did oh, you guys did see, see that, that.
1: yeah and they're um, going with the uh, the what the two thousand version.
0: Two thousand six Jaime Reyes.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It's the first superhero movie starring a Latin character. Yep. Yes. Um, the film will focus on the third person to carry the Blue Beetle mantle, Jaime Reyes, and it's eyeing to start production in the fall. So that is that's post identity crisis then. Yes
1: yeah i, I believe so. so yes and something I think that i have that i think i have that issue like blue beetle number one when it was him i have to look that up <laughs> sorry go ahead something that i
0: mentioned it's okay something that i mentioned in previous podcasts that i really are at previous episodes that i really cannot wait oh my gosh um batman unburied the, yeah the scripted podcast by uh david goyer
1: mm-hmm.
0: he uh, they have a new logo so they have a logo for the show that's uh, out i think if you i guys did, saw that
1: did you email that or text that to me
0: i think so but Batman, and so the wheels are turning. It's 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 in motion. So I cannot wait for that podcast because I tell you I love the Marvels podcast so much. You know, yeah. So this is this is um, a podcast that I can't wait. And apparently DC expands. DC plans to expand their deal with Spotify. So they're apparently going to be making a slew of scripted podcasts. Nice. So Superman, Lois Lane, Wonder Woman, Joker, Catwoman, Katana, the Riddler. Batgirl and Harley Quinn are all supposed to be getting their own podcasts.
1: I wonder if they're headed back to the uh, the nineteen what thirties forties serial rich. Yeah, I
0: love that, and that's why I loved the Marvels podcast so much because it's like it's like when people like we said people used to gather around and sit around the the radio and listen to these stories. You know, it's so awesome. So I can't wait for that. That's so so, that's all the news I got.
1: It's kind of like the old is becoming new again, and they're taking advantage of that. In a good way,
0: they can take advantage all they want to because I can't wait for it.
1: Um, I saw a uh Facebook post uh from the director of the Flash movie and they casted Supergirl Sasha Kali or Cali.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Um, so they've got Supergirl cast, and the only thing that that has listed IMDb wise is Ben Affleck as Batman and Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, and then uh Billy Crudup. The guy who plays uh, Dr. Manhattan, rumored mm-hmm. still to be Henry Allen. So looks like they're trying to put that movie together. Nice. I do have to plug Mark for a second, sending me uh, the behind-the-scenes Batman Returns uh, special. I think he that tagged me cool. that in Facebook uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, good. And then Rich sent me something, I think Friday, the the teaser 89 yeah, the teaser trailer of the '89 Batman movie. Um, it's funny as hell reading that because it's so real. Because people would buy tickets to movies just to see a preview because YouTube didn't exist, just to catch a two-minute preview. My hell, times it once. you could, right. And you remember going like, "Do you think we're gonna see a preview for this in the, in this movie? I hope we do." <laughs> like, oh, I didn't get to see it. Yep, that teaser trailer was weird because there was no music to it. Yeah, it was all dead sound and it was acted it was as acted over. It, Cause I remember back in the day they would camp up the previews or they would they would put stuff in the previews that was that fell out on the cutting room floor, you know? Like yeah. it was like what that scene wasn't in there. And like if you're listening to uh Knox, like you could tell it's a completely re. it's another take on him talking to you know That's <laughs> like that's not even the one that made it in the film. Yeah. Before we get into a couple reviews here, I'll go over Rich's pull list for the week. So Future State is over officially. Uh, It is now into the uh, Infinite Frontier. I have not uh, read anything yet, but this past week I got uh, Batman 106 and uh, I also got limited series 1 of 10 The Swamp Thing and I'm really looking forward to this. This is the same crew that did the Future State books and it was only a two-parter and I really really enjoyed that. So that's really all I've got. Uh, coming up Mark, Heroes Reborn number 1 of 7. Jason Aaron is writing. Ed McGinnis artwork. Mm. Uh, you got heroes reborn magneto and mutant force heroes reborn young squadron heroes reborn siege society heroes reborn hyperion and imperial guard and heroes reborn peter parker amazing shutterbug number one so this i don't have a i don't have the release dates but this is the uh this is what's coming up you're gonna get a couple of avengers books there buddy I think so. Awesome. Can we go back for a second? Can DC stop using the word infinity? Infinite frontier. <laughs> it's the same damn thing, like for God's sake. <laughs> At least it's not a crisis. You know, rebirth crisis on infinite bathroom break. Uh bleh long as it doesn't have crisis in it that's all i'm gonna say
0: i think i don't know those writers those those writers i I mean i'll take a look at the books i'll take a look at them but those heroes reborn you know i'll take a look at it but those writers i don't know i don't know how they are
1: jason aaron
0: yeah i don't know who he is i've never heard of him
1: but uh i can promise you that the Ed mcginnis artwork will be amazing (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I was when you mentioned him, I was thinking about his his artwork and how I would feel about it with the Avengers. But I'll check it out. We'll see.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, that'll wrap Rich's poll for the week. So let's uh, let's go to the title we started the episode with. There, Mark. Why don't you give us a review of this special X Men issue that you love so much?
0: Um, it was a great issue. It's issue uh, 141 of Days of Future Past, and it ended up becoming an X Men movie, which I thought <clears throat> it was okay. Um, I didn't mind that one. Yeah, it wasn't so bad, but um, it's such a great, I mean, again, it's John Byrne and Chris Claremont, so you cannot go wrong. And um, the artwork was great, and it's just so, for that time, for that particular storyline in the 80s, 1980, for that kind of storyline, That it was just a great story to read. Um, It's where they're in the future, and they have sentinels are now in the future, and they've made enslavement camps for mutants, and it's dangerous for mutants, and the world is run by sentinels and Kitty Pride has to go back to the past and inhabit her younger body and get the X-Men to stop something an assassination from happening that causes all this. So it's, it's, a, it's, the story goes on for two issues. And um, you see the death of Wolverine and Colossus and Storm, and you see the graves, the headstones of all you know, the Fantastic Four and X-Men and people that have died and New York City is completely different. It's kind of like it kind of gives you that feel like Escape from New York. Okay. Mm And the future is like nineteen ninety seven. You know what I mean? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So not like not like Kurt Douglas or anything, but was that Escape from New York or Escape from LA? What the hell was that movie?
0: Escape the first one was Escape from New York and this the sequel was Escape from LA, which it was the exact same thing. Escape from LA was whack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Irish River Escape
0: What's from New do? York is one of my favorite movies it is absolutely one of my uh, the movie poster for that I would kill for that movie poster it, It's, it's a, that movie poster is classic I mean that they shouldn't have done a sequel because the first one was awesome
1: I just remember he threw up the can when the can hits the ground, draw and then he throws it up in the air and then shoots them all <laughs>
0: Oh, i actually got a chance to go i went to governor's island and i took the ferry over to governor's island and they were doing movies under the stars and i brought my co-workers with me nice. and we had blankets and we watched that was the movie i'm like you guys you got it because I, I you know i like to do the movies mm-hmm. under the stars and we got to see escape from new york in that movie they should not have done a sequel i mean the, that that first one was snake Plissken is it's such a classic what if you
1: got there and then they said sorry it's actually escape from la
0: <laughs> i would turn around and get back on the <laughs> boat and go out there no, i would still watch it I would still, I would still watch it but the first one the movie poster you, i want look, look i want you to google it right now look at the movie poster is classic Mars i awesome can movie see poster. you sitting on your blanket like
1: m- like just gasping all <laughs> the whole time like ah. God, like,
0: Whoa. this is not what I came for. The Governor's Island's a bit of a trek, but it's worth it. Escape from New Escape from New York, it is an awesome movie poster. It's so classic. Came out in 1980. Yep, with the, uh... With the Statue of Liberty? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I see it.
0: That, is, isn't it an awesome movie poster? Yeah.
1: 1997, New York City is a walled maximum security prison. Breaking out is impossible. Breaking in is insane. Oh, it's, that's definitely a John Carpenter movie poster.
0: Yeah, so it was great. It, it, so it kind of reminds me of that,
1: you Mark, know. Mark, you get yourself a copy of that for sixteen ninety nine on movieposter.com.
0: Mo- oh, I have to look. at Movieposter.com. Movie posters, sorry. Movieposter.com. I don't know if I have enough space in my apartment. Lord. where would I put it?
1: It'll go great next to your uh, Christmas present.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it would, but um, I, think, I think I'm. But so this is Hold what it is. Hold on a second. There's an escape from New York. Like, is it two? No.
0: Whoa. Escape from New York, and then his an escape from LA.
1: Was Douglas in both of them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: You mean Russell? Kurt Russell.
1: Kurt. Ru- yeah. Sorry, that's definitely the wrong person. Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <Douglas. laughs> kurt douglas that he's he would have been really old in that one
0: so in days of future past the year is 1980 but the future the future is 2013.
1: so do you feel that the movie did your your this storyline justice
0: um yes and no because here in the movies the future sentinels they're like this they 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 copy mystique's powers And I didn't like that. And they used the older Sentinels, the purple and gray Sentinels for the Sentinels in the past. Okay. And I didn't like that. But I thought everything else was pretty good.
1: I didn't mind that movie. I thought it was pretty cool how they tied both like the first class uh, folks in with uh, the original. I think those were the last good X-Men movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if there is such a thing. All right, boys. So should we move on to Batman Catwoman number three? Sure. Rob, did you get a chance to read it? I did. Why don't we start with you, sir? Uh I could see why it is black label. I mean yeah. the the story just there's like sex on every page. <laughs> <laughs> um I think I'm starting to get lost in Tom King's Inception yeah, time loop. That's a I'm, good that's a good way of saying it. I'm really struggling to keep the timelines consistent, so I think I have to go, I, I'm i going to have to go back. You're going to have to text me the first issue um, so I can reread it. I feel like I'm just, I'm forgetting the the roots of how um, Catwoman ties in with um, the phantasm. Like, I, I I know, like, the basics, but I feel like the, the story is folding in on itself three, four times that it, I'm struggling to keep it straight, so... I don't think we have a clear understanding of the phantasm storyline yet. I mean, but something fair. something new is obviously Batman is Selena and Bruce's daughter. Yeah. Helena. Helena. And I see Helena. that uh Dick Grayson is commissioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty and cool. And I also learned that uh Selena almost died on the corner of uh finger and uh <laughs> Yes. I was hoping you would catch that. I have to say that I do Aided like the, finger. I do like the Easter eggs that have happened in this in this story so far. First, the gray ghost. Now, Bill and Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Bob Kane. <sighs> it's all finger. So I like that. Uh, one of the things that one of the pages that really stood out to me is when uh, Helena is talking to her mother, Selena. This is obviously after Bruce has passed, and she's saying that there's been a murder in florida and she's i don't know if she's hinting that it's the joker just because he had makeup on and stuff like that and she's kind of grilling her mom like do you know anything about it well then at the bottom of the page you can totally see that the phantasm has killed somebody
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, like
1: that was a that was a cool splash page but i like the the brief fight that um the two of them had and then they're both kind of knocked out on the rooftop or whatever Yes, Uh, the artwork is really good. It kind of reminds me, Rich, of when I was seeing Obviously, the futuristic Batgirl. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of that Elseworlds Batgirl Supergirl issue. Oh my that God, what the hell was that called? Oh, it was the Elseworlds World's Finest. Yeah, the costume looked a lot like the Batgirl costume, but I was I was looking at her when she like she had some very Batman Beyond wings kind of come out of her suit. There, yeah. her cowl, her cowl looks like the original thirty nine Batman cowl, which I thought was pretty sweet. Like the. Yeah the ears kind of come out the side a little bit. I like the, I, I, I dig the, uh, the Batgirl outfit. I like how she's got the utility belts on her, on her ribs. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like she's got like boxing gauntlets on her hands, almost like a rogue kind of character there. I don't know if you saw that Mark. I I don't, I thought that was a little bit of like a rogue character move there. Yeah, I did see that. Or like a street fighter, (laughs) like gloves. Uh, I was a little weirded out with the, uh, joker contorting himself in the safe i was like what the hell yeah that was was a little freaky i had
0: to look at the page again i'm like is she is somebody handing her something from inside the?" i'm like yeah
1: I was like, is there a recording? Like, did she, did she trip a recording when she opened the safe or something? I was like, oh, because she's very calm as she's staring at that. So, well, and I like the ending page where, the, you know, it's basically going back to her talking to Selena, older Selena, and she's saying, did you find any evidence at the crime scene? And she's saying it was clean, but you can obviously see that she found something. And I'm not quite sure what she has in her hand. Um, that would tie it back to her. But I don't know. All in all, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that Selena was pretty badass fighting the phantasm in the bedroom. Like she just, doesn't give a shit but I I still feel like there's so many storylines going on in this book so I I get what you're saying Rob, where it can be kind of convoluted and it's I feel like I I don't know I guess I'm feeling like I'm missing something you know what I mean like did I did I misread something or did I clearly miss something but then I gotta remind myself that oh wait he probably hasn't even told us what you feel like you're missing yet so I don't know got to be patient I'm enjoying the artwork I think Clayman's artwork is is stunning in this one can I give a theory go ahead I don't think batman's dead is he ever <laughs> i know i just don't think he's dead like i think somehow like he always had doubts that selena betrayed him and he finally gets confirmation of that when she goes and kills him in florida like, yeah i just have a feeling like he he finally flushes her out Could so be. i don't know i don't know that's kind of my theory i guess the one question i had is this the first we're seeing a Batgirl? girl i don't recall seeing her before yes mm-hmm. like this is the first time is that mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Okay. yeah? yeah all right. Yeah. I was like, so it's nice to see that she's running gotham or protecting gotham dick is commissioner at this point although he doesn't look as old as i thought he would he i was just gonna say that he should probably be a little bit older than the way he looks probably should be a little bit gray at this point if their daughter is taken up to cal and is probably in her 20s or something got that flying grayson's just for men formula i don't know mark what were your overall thoughts
0: I liked it. Um, it, Again, it, it's getting, from what I can grasp of it, because I'm still trying to hold on to what I originally know what this this is supposed to be about. It's getting, it's better, but it, I'm still having a hard time following the story.
1: Isn't that bad? This is only issue three but yeah. you have to, that we're questioning where... Am I, I don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dwell on it but yeah issue three and you're still trying to make sure and trying to figure out if you're following it properly I i'm guess. trying to hold on
0: hold on
1: trying did you on. like the pace better in this one mark i know you I said did. the pace was a little off in the second issue
0: right i like the pace of this one better pretty i think pretty. maybe because you know we got batgirl we Dick as commissioner now and we're kind of moving past the murder her and you know so i i'm trying to hold on i can i can totally understand that
1: very good all right you guys got anything else before we uh dive into who would win i'm good whose turn is it i went last time cheetah versus
0: I think it's I Mark's up. turn.
1: All right, Mark. So it's your turn to pick. So who are we going with this time?
0: Tonight we're doing Adam versus Ant-Man.
1: All right. Adam versus Ant-Man. Let's set the stage here. All right. First up, we got Ant-Man. Uh, first appearance was Tales to Astonish, number 35, back in September 1962. He was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. Alter Ego, Hank Pym, Scott Lang, and Eric O'Grady team affiliation Avengers, abilities, superhuman strength and agility, leading authority and micro colony research. Is that right? Sure. That's new. (laughs) Micro colonies research. Oh,
0: wait, that makes sense.
1: Size shifting from nearly microscopic To 100 feet gigantic, both at extremes. Uh, Maintain strength of normal size to shrinking state. I think that's one of the coolest things about him. All right, let's get uh, Adam on here. All right, so the Adam uh, first appearance, All American Comics number 19, back in October 1941. We've got uh, Palmer was showcased 34, October 61. Then Cray, Suicide Squad 44, August 1990. Adam 1 million. Remember the 1 million? Oh million. yeah. Man, oh, DC 1 million 80 page giant 1 million August 99 throws off the overstreet grind every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so created by Bill O'Connor and uh Ben Flinton. Uh Palmer was Julius Schwartz and uh Gardner Fox, uh Gil Kane, uh Cray was John Allstrander and uh, alter ego Al Pratt Ray Palmer uh Ryan Cho uh justice society of america all-star squadron uh black lantern corps are the team affiliations for pratt palmer justice league teen titans Indigo Tribe, Cray with Suicide Squad, Black Lantern Corps, and uh, Cho, Teen Titans, Justice League. Abilities to shrink and grow his body and other objects to varying degrees, including the subatomic level, while, manipula- while manipulating his weight and mass to his advantage, maintain strength of normal size, and shrink in state, superhuman strength, speed, expert hand-to-hand combat. So there are your combatants. Adam versus Ant-Man. Uh, Mark, this was your pick, so you get to start us off. us why your guy is better.
0: Ant-Man, because he can grow to over 100 feet, although it's a bit of a strain on his body. He also, his cybernetic helmet allows him to communicate with insects, specifically ants, and he has a whole army behind him at that point, and the Atom does not. Um, so, Ant-Man.
1: Rob? I'm going to have to go with Ant-Man on this one. I think if... It's one on one combat. I think the Adam probably has the upper hand, although I know Ant Man was, you know, he did get some training um, with how to fight, you know, expanding and contracting his size to his advantage Uh, but i just wonder i think mark's got the the secret sauce here where he can communicate with you know he has an army essentially he has a team around him which i think was a huge part of that character which it wasn't just shrinking but you know amassing you know ants and other insects to kind of help them out. I find it so weird sometimes that both these universes have the the exact same characters in some respects. And then it's like they build up off each other, I guess. Um, I think I'm going to go with Ant-Man as well. I think the Atom is—he's intriguing. It's, it almost reminds me of like uh, every single time I, I see him in the comics, I'm like, oh, "This is like Magic School Bus, man!" Like, they just shrink down and go do some funny shit. But I don't know. I get I get your point. Like, it, it, he has that little uh, extra extra ability of giant man, right? Mm-hmm.
0: He um, can increase his
1: size. Yeah, I know that the Atom can do a little bit of that, but it, I don't think he can get as big. I do like that both these characters have the strength, the same strength when they're microscopic as they do when they're not. I think that's, I think that's funny, but the, uh, the whole colony of ants and being able to speak uh, what telepathically or cybernetically cybernetically to insects and stuff. That's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool power. So I guess I'll go with Ant-Man this time as well. Nice. It's a clean sweep. Mr. Pym,
0: correct, Mark? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So,
1: Ant-Man. On that note, Mark, I actually thoroughly enjoyed those two movies.
0: Yeah, it was good. Ant-Man and the, and the Wasp was a little bit of like a high-speed chase, but it was both but yeah, they were good. I liked them both. Everybody I did.
1: just thought the, both of them are worth the his trio of friends and when they do the voiceover scenes, I was like this is this is totally worth it.
0: Yeah, it was good. So, another round from Marvel. It's a round from Marvel. Awesome. Boo.
1: All right, so before we wrap tonight, I want to go over this new uh, program that I have in mind. So we, the majority of our listeners listen through iTunes. So I'm going to start a little uh, incentive slash program to increase comments and reviews on our show. Um, So from this date, March 7th is today. So I'm going to say after 10 reviews occur on iTunes, I'm going to take those 10, 10 people, throw them into a hat, And pick them out and or we'll just use one of those uh apps that just randomly assigns we'll assign a number and it'll pick it out and we'll do it on the show and whoever wins that we're going to issue a local comic shop gift certificate so if you like live in ohio as an example you get laughing ogre if you lived in new york where mark is you get like midtown i don't want to do any kind of amazon big box stuff like that i want to kind of boost uh local comic shop businesses So, from this date, uh, after we get 10 reviews, uh, we'll do that and we'll do it live on the show. We kind of just want to, we want your feedback. We want your who would win picks. We want your honest opinions about some of the topics, what we should talk about, what we don't talk about, and uh, just overall to make the show better. So from, we'll call this the gift certificate, the Heroes Home Base gift certificate sweepstakes. We'll keep it exclusive to the United States for right now. I know we have a few, uh, quite a few overseas, but logistically, I just don't know if <laughs> by the time the gift certificate got there, it'll probably cost more to get it there. Or for one of us to do the research because this is n- the, we are not being sponsored by any one store or any company. This is just us trying to give back to you guys. So there's no strings attached. We just kind of want to get some incentive out to you guys. <coughs> Sound like a good idea? Did that make sense? Yeah. Another fun, filled episode, boys. Until next time, this is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Hit us up on Facebook uh, or send us an email. Uh, here's Podcast at gmail. Uh, let us know your thoughts we would love to get kind of your thoughts on WandaVision as well as if you're reading um, Batman Catwoman let us know your your take on some of those easter eggs and and those other things but subscribe um, on Spotify you know Google Podcasts is kind of garbage but if you like it go there you know um, whatever your podcasting app of choice is um, and we really appreciate you listening You, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. So yeah, you'll can... need to you'll need to edit out your break, just so you know. <laughs> Why is that going to be the end credits again? Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> Don't put that in there. <laughs> That's like GameStop. Ooh, sorry about that. Always some jackass who forgets to turn their phone off. All right, Mark. So it's your pick. Which way are we going tonight? Ant Man. <laughs> I'm setting up <laughs> the segment
0: just don't do his don't do like his first appearance in. just do his I'll name just, i'll do and his, his name and his, and his powers.
1: powers i'll do his first appearance but i'll do his his powers and team affiliation i won't read the giant backstory yes i was told by kim that i rambled too much <laughs> nobody cares just get to the point this is rob uh shoot us up shoot us up that's that's awful that's, <laughs> shoot us up with your comments that sounds f- painful